No, I mean, there was quite a lot of good banter of me taking the piss out of you there, but you've only just started recording. Um, I should still have that banter in Reaper. <laughs> oh no, I've deleted it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, that's that's gone at the start of the podcast then. It's the end of Tom Month. But never fear. The Guys on Film podcast will go on forever. Or at least as long as all these capable of keeping it together. <laughs> uh, next month, we next month, next week, we are going to do a Nicole Kidman podcast. Mm. Because uh, we had a little bit of that in the Tom Cruise podcast and we want a little bit more. Yeah, you certainly want a little bit more. Because it was your idea. Uh, yeah, correct. So get involved uh, and have a listen to that. This week, however, is our Miscellaneous Toms episode. So I'm Ian, he's Ollie. Hello. We're both guys, we're chatting about film. It's the Guys on Film Tom Month Miscellaneous Tom Special Podcast. <laughs> it's party time. That will become obvious later. Or if you listen to the last episode. Yeah, but as far as a comeback that a new listener hears goes, that was pretty shit. I know, but I've been I've been building up on a twenty percent basis week on week, and now I'm just sliding back down again by a thousand percent. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, so coming up on this podcast, we've got an intro section. Uh, I think it's called <laughs> Which is now. Seggy One. All right. Okay. Uh, oh, sorry. Yeah, no. This is the intro section. Yeah. <laughs> well, we're gonna have jingles. We're gonna have an end section, and you just wait for the show that's in between. Um, yeah. Seggy one is gonna be a look ahead at the July movies lineup. Yeah. So we're condensing it all into the first first part of the podcast because we just ran out of time because of Tom's. Yeah, we filled the month up before we knew what we were doing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I've done very little research on that I've done very little research on the whole show but since my unqualified opinions seem to be good enough, although mm-hmm. looking at numbers I don't think they are but since since every time up until now an unqualified opinion from me seemed to be good enough anyway uh, for me. I'll just carry on with that, uh, we'll do life scores Yeah. then our main uh, our main s- segment Yep. Is going to be our miscellaneous Tom's bit. So what's this all about, Ollie? Well, we're just going to go through the uh, the rest of the Tom's, um, but we're going to do it in a special format. So we're inviting them all around for a, a dinner party. We're going to find out about the rest of them, what makes them tick, and maybe what, what foodstuffs they've, they've brought to the party as well, because, you know, it's been requested that they all bring an item of food each. Okay. Uh, or drink. So we'll we'll discuss that. We'll discuss who they are, what they've done, whether you know, whether we think they're wow. good toms done? or bad toms. I don't Shall know whether I've I've met that many great toms in real life off the top of my head. I don't think I have. Okay, um, segment one. Great. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> okay, so we've just insulted all the Toms we know. <laughs> Let's go. Guys on Bill. Yeah, but guys, we're talking about Bill. It's the Guys on Bill podcast for real. You know what guys talk about Bill. It's the Guys on Bill podcast for real. So, we're looking at July. The film's coming out in July. Uh, first off, first out the gate is, is one of the bigger ones of the year. Now, what are these gates? They're just the the projection gates I guess like from the projector okay first out yeah. the projection gates this month Spoderbad Hobecubig <laughs> uh, sorry Spider-Man Homecoming okay so do you want the official synopsis no because I've seen it like five times in every other yeah, Marvel but what if Spider-Man. but what if we've got listeners who just don't know who Spider-Man is and they're like why is he coming home where's he been uh He's, so anyway, been, the, he's been the, doing his origin story on repeat for <laughs> 12 films. Who's done the origin story more, Spider-Man or Batman? It's got to be... Well, uh, Batman has done it lots, but at least some of the Batman films don't have it and then go somewhere else, whereas I think almost every Spider-Man film does it and then they don't go every, anywhere. I think even Spider-Man 2 even flashes back to... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> ah, I got bitten by a spider. Ah, my. So anyway, my the official synopsis. Look, you're getting it. You're getting the official synopsis. The official synopsis. Uh, following the events of Captain America: colon, uh. Civil War 2016, Peter Parker attempts to balance his high his life in high school with his career as the web slinging superhero Spider Man. <laughs> uh, Spider Man. <laughs> Sounds a little bit like um, a character that we created. Which is? Balancing a racing career with a life and business. Patrick Callahan, <sighs> secret spy and action man. With the world's longest uh, silence pistol. pistol yeah. uh, okay, so I mean, no one's going to find that amusing at all. So, so Unless, what, what... of course, we put it online. Hey, okay, maybe which we, we may do one day. Um, so... W-Y-S-R-E Spider-Man Homecoming Alright, well I saw the trailer the other day when I saw Wonder Woman Okay I thought overall it looked alright because it was more like fun Yeah Now, I like it. I think it was Spider-Man 3 where he goes to ja- Tobey Maguire goes to a jazz club It's so bad And that one was supposed to be like Hey, Spider-Man <laughs> <laughs> it's, so, it's so wacky like, yeah but <laughs> they they went ahead what they did was they got it wrong yeah so what, the way that they got fun wrong <laughs> I mean we get fun we get fun wrong on a weekly basis but you know <laughs> um, we're yeah. not spending millions on this yeah so I think this time they've got Just fun hundreds. right however one thing that I find annoying about it is Robert Downey Jr that he needs to be in it that he exists. Oh, come on. You can't say that. Why? I would like for someone to say that they're sorry. What's wrong with Robert Downey Jr.? He might uh, be sad. I'm like, no. I'm like saying like this thing and then I'm da 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 da. Yeah, his, all, but, his, his speech editing or his vocal editing or whatever is in every trailer is always so tightly edited. Cause it, because he's running sentences, like all the words in a sentence together so quickly that... Yeah. The editor is just like shitting himself every time he's got to cut a trailer together with Downey Jr. in it. 
Yeah, yeah. You you go ahead and listen to any trailer with Robert Downey Jr. in it, and, and you can al- yeah, you, you can so almost clear. literally hear the editor's hoop widening. <laughs> the editor's hoop. Um. <laughs> make a good make a good uh, YouTube video channel. Welcome yeah, to the editor's hoop. His involvement in it is annoying. Um, okay, but also story wise, like it seemed like. Seemed like there's a bit in the trailer where he's like, "Hey, with this, without this suit, you're nothing." Yeah, and it's all like technology and stuff. Now that's fine. Yeah. There's one bit where he puts like a saggy suit on, and then he presses a button, and it all tightens up around him. Yeah, saggy suit. Yeah, um, which is fine, and it's obviously from like um, Downey Junior's mad. Like, yeah, I don't know. He's he's basically coming. He's given him the technology, right? Yeah. Correct, but I thought Spoderman. Get to your pro- What's your problem? I thought Spoderman was supposed to have like all these like t- skills because he got bit by a radioactive spider. Well, what I'm hoping is is that there's an origin story uh, in this one, so little tellers. Yeah, but the only reason we want to see the origin story of this is because the trailer suggests that something's not right about the rest of it. That he's basically just a tech man. Tech man. Uh, yeah. So yeah. anyway, what do you think of it? Uh, I think it looks really good. It looks, it looks like it's kind of got maybe Napoleon Dynamite vibes from some of the kind of school scenes where he's knocking about with his mates. You know, it's a bit quirky. You know, it's not. It's a bit indie kind of film, I suppose. Uh, I think it looks good. I think it looks fine. I'm up for it. I, I think that to it. that claim is quite a stretch. You're quite a stretch. I think this is much more like uh, audience aware. No, uh, like maybe, if, I don't uh, may, like I don't debate that they were probably sitting around the table going, "We should totally do like that Napoleon Dynamite thing," and then like they then make a version of it which is studio deliberated and arrived at. But like, I don't know. I, I didn't get that from the trip. <laughs> uh, so on July the seventh, we've got the Hounds or just Hounds of Love. Have you heard of this one? No, don't think so. <sighs> I'm, gonna, I'm just going to give you the official synopsis. The official synopsis! A cold-blooded, predatory couple, while cruising the streets in search of their next victim, will stumble upon a 17-year-old high school girl who will be sedated, abducted, and chained in the stranger's guest room. Okay. And I watched the trailer today. A friend of the podcast, Ryan, uh, told me about this film, and he said it was... Next level. So depressing, so grim, and yeah. he likened it to uh, a film called Snowtown. Yeah, that it was it was grim AF. It's also uh, an Australian film as well. So I don't know what it is with them. They always tend to make either really nice quirky comedies or really depressing, brutal, brutal films. It's one or the other. It's one or other, and that's it. I... It does look good, but it looks like it's going to be a hard watch. Yeah, well, I mean, I've I've just looked at the the poster for it hard watch of the month yeah i've just looked at the trailer and the trailer the poster and i think it looks good even the even the trailer's hard to watch it's up my street yeah certainly yeah okay um i think it looks good if if not one that uh yeah looks a bit brutal um so next up july the 12th one that i'm not i'm not up for uh war for the planet of the apes yeah it looks rubbish Official synopsis after the. Should we just move on? It looks no. rubbish. Oh, Who, mate, what, what's got... the synopsis? The official synopsis! 
After the apes suffer unimaginable losses, Caesar wrestles with his darker instincts and begins his own mythic quest to avenge his kind. Uh, just, just quickly on this, like I thought the first one was really good with uh, Charlton Heston. Uh, no, the first of the reboots. <laughs> the one with um, Helena Bonham um, Carter. No, <laughs> no. <Tim Byron. laughs> No, not that one. The one with the... What's his face? James Franco. I wish you'd done your research and written some notes. I thought that one was good. Uh-huh. But then I, I agree. I th- the second one was just like... They're all just chatting and doing human stuff. <laughs> and now it looks even even more so. that they've, they've, the, the, the apes have just got like mad lines of dialogue. Well, yeah. And it become, just looks ridiculous. They become intelligent. That's, that's the point. I know, but How's it's just lost ridiculous? its magic. It's lost its magic. Because there was a bit in the first of the reboots where, like, Caesar, the ape, the intelligent one, just goes, No! And it was like, yeah, that is an ace moment because it's like, he's learnt a word. And it's, like, pretty brutal. But beyond that, I just think it's got too far now. There'll, there'll be another one, like, Race for the Planet of the Apes, and it'll, and it'll be, like, Days of Thunder or something, and just driving cars. Yeah. In a in in like a, on a racetrack, Daytona, just apes against humans. You know, the war's ended, but the race begins. Yeah. Well, I mean, actually, that's quite a good name for a Planet of the Apes film. Race for the Planet race. Of the Apes. <laughs> race. It's for double the meaning, of the Apes. and maybe they both have to get to like I don't know. Well, at the end of War for the Planet of the Apes, they say, "Look, we can't we can't figure this out with fighting and bombs and guns and stuff." But how about we take it to the track? So Woody Harrelson drives against a monkey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah <one of> <laughs> it's, a, it's a film people wanted to see him in since he left Cheers. Woody Harrelson <laughs> racing a monkey. Yeah. Certainly the film I want to see. So talking about uh, racing, July the 14th, one that I'll probably have to go and see, even though I haven't seen any of the other ones. Cars 3. I don't get it. It just looks bad. Uh, I've never doesn't even look funny I I think I've seen I think I've seen one of them on TV at like Christmas time but then I think it could just have just have easily have been just have easily have been uh, the start of one and the end of another over the course of maybe three (laughs) years right okay (laughs) Um, I have no idea with a seamless transition in between yeah I can't say I'm looking forward to it you can't say I can't say uh, the only thing that could save that film uh, would be apes versus humans in a in a car. Yeah, and that's it. Uh, so moving on, my most high, highly anticipated of the July films. What do you think that is? July the twenty first. Dunkirk. You're damn right it is. <laughs> the official synopsis. Allied soldiers from Belgium, the British Empire, Canada, and France are surrounded by the German army. And evacuated during a fierce battle in World War Two. Yeah, I think maybe we should do a Christopher Nolan episode next month as well, just since it's coming up, be timely. Yeah, and World I can War. just spaff all over Interstellar for two hours forty-five minutes. Well, I mean, maybe we could actually look at some of his other films rather than just retread old ground as you're persisting on doing every episode. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, no, yeah, we can we can do that. No, but anyway, what, let's, what it let's... is, yeah, is I've got an opinion on the Planet of the Apes films. Now, <laughs> let me try and remember who's in the first one for the fourth episode running. 
Uh, well, look, at least I've done some research. You're just sitting there, like, relaxing, just going, ah, all the weight of this episode's on Ollie's shoulders. You know what? I, I've got a list ish. I just don't You've have got a list of Toms, that's it. You could have just got a list made the surname as well. Up. So, anyway, Dunkirk, right? Looks, looks good. Great. Tom Hardy looks great. Wow. Um, yeah. You know, it. it got more intense in the second trailer certainly and that made me even more keen to see it yeah agreed I'm wondering what the rating's going to be is it going to be a 12A let's let's let people go and see it for a historical lesson or is it going to be a 15 you know it's brutal it's there it's it's a 21 (laughs) (laughs) I think it's PG-13 in America. That doesn't mean anything. Now let kids see whatever. And that's true. I, I, when, I was in, when I was in Los Angeles, um, I had a, a US film experience. And I went to see The Man with the Iron Fists. I thought you meant um, you went to somewhere. <laughs> that's what it was called. It was called the US film experience. <laughs> so basically... I went to see a film called The Man with the Iron Fists. Uh-huh. Have you seen that? It's got Russell Crowe and it's uh, something to do with Wu-Tang? Uh, the Wu-Tang Clan and, and Quentin Tarantino. Quentin? Uh, yeah. Not Quentin? Uh, I don't care. Quentin? Whatever. Yeah. But look, anyway, it wasn't very good. Oh, great, great story about the US film experience there, Ollie. But uh, shall we I'm move on say, to the no, next? Listen. <laughs> Can you just let me finish my story? I wish you would. Ignorant, rude, but basically, a child was cr- a child was crying in the cinema. Uh-huh. So they and that and that over here was an eighteen because it's got all sorts of dismemberment slash beheading slash you know brutality, eyes popping out, all sorts. And a child was in that cinema with the adult, and the child was crying. And I was just thinking that had never happened in in, uh, in England. So there you go. There's a story. It was relevant. Okay, I'm glad you managed to get it out in a way that was still entertaining. Um, okay, what else? That's all I've got. Okay, that's it. That's 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 the heavy hitters. That's the big the big ones. Okay, well, uh, here's a couple others that I have on my list. So you've actually done some something then. That's good. Sort of. Yeah, I've got Valerian. Ah, uh, no. Yeah, can't be asked with it. I thought you were going to say no. That's not out this month. <laughs> I don't know. I, I just it looks too much. Valerian and the City of a Thousand Planets. I mean, that doesn't make sense already. More um, than a thousand planets. I don't know. I think um, Cara Delevingne looks good in it. She looks like she's like actiony, has a cool sort of. I don't know. Like parts of the costumes and stuff look like they are as cool as Fifth Element. Wow. Um, of course, this is Luke Besson, right? Yeah. I just, I, I. There's something about it that. Yeah, I think it looks. It just looks o- so much, so much in every, like, there's almost the point where something looks cool. Like, let's say, like, a film like like Drive, for example, looks like a cool film. What's but that? There's very little, but there's very little in the way of things kind of going on. It's just minimal, isn't it? But Valerian is trying to look cool, but there's so much going on that you can't really tell what's good and what's not. And it, it just kind of looks... I mean, maybe Blade Runner does a better job of having that like kind of cool, sort of futuristic stuff going on, but still looking fairly minimal. 
It just it just looks too much. Give me a headache. I'm not going to go and see it. it. Looks shit. Okay, and is that why you didn't include it on your list? Is because you think it looks shit? I, th- I I thought you were better than that, Ollie. It actually just wasn't on the the website that I use to collate all my all my films. So so um, it reminds me of Jupiter Ascending, that had Ch- Channing Tatum and um and Chadig Ch- from Dive Hard. <laughs> yeah, from Die Hard, for those that remember our, our idea for that. But it had Mila Kunis in it as well, and it was by the Wachowskis. Um, but that also looked like it had a lot going on in it. Uh, yeah. That's why it reminds had me. A lot of, it had a lot of um, Channing Tatum wearing mad eyeliner. Yeah, which is great. Uh, so Valerian, I don't know, I'm not, not that bothered, but I might go see it. Next is A Ghost Story. Seen anything about this? A Ghost Story? Yeah. No, no. It sounds quite generic. It sounds like they didn't think of a title for it. Uh, so I saw the trailer for this uh, yesterday when I went to see Berlin Syndrome. Uh, okay. Here's the official synopsis. The official synopsis! A ghost story follows a recently deceased young man, Casey Affleck, or Affleck, Okay. who returns to his former home as a benevolent spectral presence repeatedly trying to connect with his beloved wife Rudy Mara and over time others who pass through the house as time unfolds he arrives at an incre- increasingly deep understanding of love, loss, his place in the world and the world beyond <laughs> Okay. it looks quite cool actually um, okay. there's a very traditional rendering of the ghost in it as well which looks kind of what fun what do you mean? Basic, basic, uh, basically, it's a sheet with two holes for eyes. Really? Yeah. Okay. It, it looks quite funny. Like, it looks tongue-in-cheek, but then also it looks like it is quite thoughtful as well. Tongue-in-brain. Eh? Tongue-in-brain. <laughs> tongue. I love how you say it. Tongue. <laughs> tongue-in-brain. Tungin. Tongue-in-brain. Tungin-brain. Okay. Um, okay, so there's that. Uh, I'm going to skip that. That looks rubbish. Which one? <laughs> it's called Blind, I think, and it had um, Demi Moore in it. Um, Lady Macbeth. Going to skip that as okay. well. I think I think I hear that could could be all right. Last two then. Okay. So I've got the Emoji Movie. Yeah. Now this looks to me like. So here's the official synopsis. Or at least a portion of it. The official synopsis! A surprising and comic take on the secret world of our phones and the beloved characters that have become daily necessities in global global interpersonal communication. Right. I mean, that sounds boring. Uh, That sounds... Uh, Global intercommunication. (laughs) Uh, Um, It sounds like... Okay, so we're going to have some really good laughs in this film about global intercommunication. Interpersonal communication, actually. And uh, sorry about that. You know, I was just getting a little bit carried (laughs) away with how funny I'm finding the whole scenario. So it sounds like the... uh, board meeting for like how can we how can we do emojis certainly sounds like a boring meeting (laughs) fucking hell Ollie's here with the word place he's got some of the he's got some of the big hitters of them this week um (laughs) so it just looks like the board meeting about this like just like they didn't actually tweak the um the, the terminology used 
from like presentation number one until they got uh, <laughs> the, the worldwide official synopsis out. Anyway, this to me looks basically like um, Toy inside Story. Inside out, but rubbish. Well, yeah, so like they all have different feelings and emotions, so it's inside out. Yeah. But also, it's the hidden world of inside the phone, so it probably only comes alive when the humans are not looking. So it's Toy Story. But yeah. I think it'll be basically not as good as either of them. Okay, well, I've got two thoughts... You'll have um, to see it, so I can't wait for the feedback. So I will have to see it because the kids will want to see it. And I have seen the trailer, and to be honest with you, I didn't think it looked terrible. Like, I have to go and see, like, a lot of films. Like, I had to go and see Diary of a Wimpy Kid, and that was crap. I've had to see all three. Well, I haven't seen the last one, but I've had to see three of the Alvin and the Chipmunks quadrilogy. Right? So... Sure. I've I've seen I've I've been I've been to my lowest low. Um, I've even got a favourite Alvin and the Chipmunks film as well. Okay. So you know, you're, you're I'm just right, saying. But my two thoughts are: Will they have an aubergine joke? Okay. Yeah. Like, will the aubergine be standing next to the three droplet spray? And the peach. And <laughs> and the peach and the um, the. Like wank fist hand, <laughs> just the fist. <laughs> All right, well, it's but it's kind of like cupped towards, I sure, guess, isn't it? Sure. I, don't I know. mean, but anyway, will it, will it have the that? Beholder. Look, will it <laughs> in the hand of the beholder? Will it look like? <laughs> no, mate, it'll be in the eye of the beholder. Depends where you aim it. <laughs> yeah, but will will there have a will there be a joke about the about the purple aubergine thing? Will the will the peach? But do some twerking. Yeah. Well, no. I'm, I'm asking you. Will do you think? And I will confirm in a few weeks' time. Will there be an aubergine joke? I don't. I don't. A rude know. one. I mean, we could look at the cast and find out, but I, I don't really care. But it does have Patrick Stewart as poop. Okay. Uh, and the other person that hasn't it, one of my favourite comedians. And if you if you've never heard any James of this Carter. stuff. No, if you've never heard any of his stuff, it's on it's on Spotify and Deezer and all that. Stephen Wright, so he I think he plays like the emoji dad or something. He's very dry, very deadpan, and he does. Uh, but he's uh, also very good. I, very, I like him very much. Steve Wright in the afternoon on BBC Two. Was that a beep there for when you shouldn't be making crap jokes? <coughs> Great comeback. So final uh, film. Life scores. Final film oh. is Atomic Blonde. Which, oh yeah, all for it. Yeah, yeah. Looks good. Trailer looked good. Keen, keen to see it. Uh, why don't we just do a quick official, uh, official, official synopsis? Go on in. The official synopsis. A thriller that follows MI6's most lethal assassin through a ticking time bomb of a city simmering with revolution and double-crossing hives of traitors, starring James McAvoy and Charlize Theron and John Goodman and Toby has Jones. It, has it got something to do with John Wick? Is it the same director as John uh, Wick? I'm not sure. Yeah. All right, life okay. scores? Yeah. Okay, great. Live score. How are you? Live score. I'm fine. Thank you. Live score. Out of 10. Live score. Pro- probably like a, th- a four. It's, it says here John Wick, but just uncredited. He was in the background writing notes and stealing ideas. <laughs> but it says director of John Wick uncredited. Oh, the original. <clears throat> yeah, the original. Yeah, it, I heard something about that somewhere. It's a mystery. Okay, um, yeah, life scores. 
Do you want to go? Okay. Yeah, I've not really prepared anything in advance. (laughs) So basically, my life is good. It's a little bit of a strange circumstance because we did a couple of life scores back to back, which were so incredibly close that the difference was menial. And in the second one, uh, I think in the Tom Hardy episode, sorry, the Tom Cruise episode, uh, I was saying, oh, I'll be in Miami by the time you listen to this. And I will be by the time you listen to Tom Cruise. But if you're listening to this now, that was a week ago. (laughs) Wow, it's like some kind of mad time travel uh, butterfly effect scenario. And listen, to use uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger in Terminator Genesis's word. uh, I want you to say sorry. No, there's a nexus moment in the timeline. Um, and that's that's me in Miami. That's the nexus moment. Um, but anyway, this is still one week before that, um, or sorry, a couple okay. of days before that. And I'm just gearing up for it. Really excited to have some time off. When, when are you when are you going there then? In two days' time from now, which is about a week before people will have heard this. <laughs> cool. Okay. Uh, it's, it's the nexus in the timeline. Absolutely. So what else is going on? Oh, you, well, one thing on that is. I don't know about you, but yeah, you must have done. Have you ever completed tax information to tax? Sorry, I'm getting this all wrong, Ollie. I've not done my okay. research. No, have you uh, on your own life? Yeah, I haven't written notes on my own life. Um, have you done the visa waiver form to get into America? Uh, yes, I have. Yeah, I just like just one observation on that is <laughs> when you're doing it. But oh, this is going to be fascinating. It just feels like America wants to catch you out and make a criminal of you. <laughs> so unwelcome. What, does it say, are you a terrorist? Yeah, there's like lists of stuff that are just like, well, even if I am, I'm going to take no. I mean, I'm not. <laughs> yeah. I'm not. I'm definitely yeah. not. Yeah. But because um, I know that the Russians and the Americans are listening to this recording right now. Yeah. Exactly. Um, but another thing about that is just <laughs> go check out the Esther like, website because it's like somebody made the website in 1997 and they haven't updated it since then it's all like American Eagles and blue like gradients and shit yeah Um, sounds good so anyway um, look things are good I'm going on holiday I've actually been doing running oh yeah yeah been doing probably not anywhere near as much as you but I just uh, just been getting we'll be getting to that actually just been getting out there mate yeah just been getting out there what you been doing What's, what's your What's your score? So the score is. What's your running score? <laughs> ten. You're on a leaderboard in in. Wow. Uh, no, I'm You've going been doing out. tens. No, I haven't. I've been going out and doing two milers, which is like less than whatever, like five k or whatever. But Baba Baba runs. Baba runs, but yeah. Uh, so go around the park twice or something like that. But then, like, I stop, like, set my uh, Nike running app thing to do shuttle run things, sprints. Yeah. Um, don't let myself catch my breath and then do like a sprint to a tree and then a jog back and then a sprint to the next tree and I can do that for like six or seven the first night I did it I could only do three or four Um, but now but now now getting better and it's like high intensity because like if I just keep running for like nine or whatever I just kind of like I get to a point where just my knees hurt more than anything like I can do the cardio but Anyway, so cool, that. so you're going to do uh, Tough Mudder London with me in uh, September then, yeah? Yeah, could do, if I still live here. Oh, yeah. If I still live and work here. Sounds like a spoiler. <laughs> spoiler alert! Uh, no, so, <laughs> yeah, been, been getting healthy, been making more dinners and stuff, but I did take food to work today. 
What? You, I've been making my own dinners and everything. <laughs> no, I mean like I can I can do things five myself. <laughs> no, five months left. No, what I mean is like I, I've totally stopped like spending money on like lunches and like wasting all my money and uh, getting. You, you think everybody's lunches? Yeah, and uh, yeah. pre-making food, but I did make. Uh, is it a pre-make or a prequel? Or a remake? It's a pre-make. Okay. Pre-think slash pre-make. But today I took some um, shredded vegetable couscous in a salad. And okay. uh, it spilled out all over my new Pedro Modavar uh, box set. And it smells really bad now. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, I think, I think the shredded, like, vegetable couscous stuff must have been, like, a day off or something. But it just smells where's, like Where's Pedro... Time. Amaldivar from Spain probably alright then I mean Mediterranean vegetables just gives the it'll give the box set a more Spanish feel can I read you the 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 backs official synopsis for the couscous um no the backs of a couple of these DVDs contain strong sex sexual violence brief gore and very strong language that's the skin I live in um, oh yeah contains strong language sex and hard drug references that's broken embraces uh, you know okay. there's, a, there's a lot going on but actually the reason I got this is cause it came free with a couscous correct shall we move on uh, no <laughs> basically the uh, actress who plays the Dr. Poison is it is it Dr. Poison yeah. in yeah. Wonder Woman has a weird sort of like porcelain mask that reminded yeah. me of what she looks like in the skin I live in. Uh-huh. Um, and I just, I was like, okay, I'll get them and I'll have a look at them all. Holly, how's your life? It's it's really good. So just on a running one, um, I mashed up both of my ankles. <laughs> and my ankles swollen up like... Swollen. Big time. Yeah, swollen up big time. Because uh, I, did, I did a wolf run. And uh, after about 10 minutes, I just went down on my ankle and it, it just killed so I had to walk a lot as well um, really demoral- demoralising yeah <laughs> yeah because people were just running past me going are you okay are you okay which is really nice but I'm like you know clear, clearly not but I want to be okay so I just kept on going why do you do that what keep going because like you're not actually okay what, why is that alright like why don't you just stop and then like heal instead of making your legs worse well I did no I did I did stop for about five minutes and then I walked for about 25 minutes and then I started running again and then these people started running past me and they were like okay guys let's surge past these four people in front and I was one of these four people and I was just like no (laughs) you're not gonna surge past me don't use me as some kind of like marker for like there's the slow people we're going to get past them so he was like I mean in fairness on, that's what I use you for in life <laughs> so come on guy he was like come on Surge and basically like that gave me the second win that I needed to pick myself up and you know I'd hit rock bottom and, and I needed to smash it especially so, because that person was using the term Surge yeah he was just telling his team to Surge um, and then basically I got I got ahead of them and all I could hear in the background was like okay let's just surge this bit come on team let's surge and we got to the monkey bars and we were there at the same time and I I got across them before they did and blah 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 and I was getting ahead of them and then about 
about two kilometers from the end my ankle gave my ankle gave way again on the other side classic and like, then and then they basically ran past me and past i was you. like so annoyed because i really wanted to surge it all the way to the end <laughs> uh, i was so angry <clears throat> but um so i went to see wonder woman yeah um, as i saw on the little uh, instagram review if you've not seen it it's it's up it's there uh, I, I really enjoyed it i've seen it twice now actually um i took rosie to see it and she thought it was amazing second time i saw it the big action and emotion beats like affected me a lot more and like in a couple of sequences especially the world war Two um stuff like world war it, one. I, I sorry world war one especially like the kind of frontline world war one stuff i actually found it quite breathtaking like i was like really quite taken aback by it all okay um does I, it i, I think have some pace i think this as well that's fine you can get to your opinions but i thought there were some pacing issues i thought it was quite slow in parts like you run yeah most of the other characters apart from uh chris pine's lad were quite underwritten and didn't really need to be there uh mm. for example there was a ewan bremner plays like a sniper um and his story seems to have been written out of the film like it doesn't, it doesn't kind of come full circle in any kind of satisfying way. Yeah, I agree. At all, I just thought it was a really good, entertaining film, and I liked it a lot more than I thought I would. Uh, and I thought it really, it really did enough to kind of make me feel like well up for it at the end. And uh, yeah, really enjoyed it. Okay. I really enjoyed it. Um, also, went been to see uh, the Mummy as well. Mm-hmm. Tom Cruise is the mummy. Ah! What the hell? What the Which, hell? Incidentally, that line is not in that scene. What the hell? It's in another part of the film. <laughs> okay. And that scream, you know, the scream? Ah! The one that I've just played? Yeah. That's also not at that point, but another part of the film. Okay. Which was really weird. So really you're getting the facts here, yeah. people. Yeah, uh, but look, Do I thought not trust I actually the thought trailer. it's it's got a thirteen percent on Rotten Tomatoes, and I I think that that's bullshit, man. Like, it was fine. Uh, it was just absolutely fine. If you if you want to go and see action horror nonsense, Tom Cruise running about, he's actually pretty funny in it as well. Some good good banter. Um, you want to go and see some good like gore horror effects, bit of creepiness. Russell Crowe being quite good fun, up for a laugh. The film's just up for a laugh, and I just think it's fine. I actually, I actually kind of was very entertained, and yeah, I'd, I, I'd, I'd rate it higher than quite a few of the like bigger blockbusters. Just on pure, just on pure like, I'm sat here, I'm liking it, I'm entertained. Okay. But so I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed so it. I, I feel like. Um the number of like mainstream blockbusters that you go and see is quite high, and I feel like in order for us to have a counterpoint for those, I need to go and see them as well. Because yeah. I feel like if I saw it, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be as accepting of it. Well, did you? Did, but I mean, the, the only thing you've said, you've said that you've you enjoyed the trailer. No, right? Ollie, the that's trailer the second is... podcast running that you've got that wrong. I corrected you, you were that more on that the trailer than I was. No, Ollie, what I said about the trailer, and I'll repeat no, this No, I just again, wanted to say sorry. <laughs> was that the intro stuff where he's doing Mission Impossible style action looked fine. 
and then everything after that looked bad, especially the fact that you don't understand what the rules and parameters around this like supposed mummy character are. Because yeah, I still don't know that. I still don't like, know what the rules and parameters are. You are if you correct can tear up that. one thing, then why can't you just tear up like one specific human being, or like why can't like, you know those sorts of things that just don't make sense. But uh, well, it does make sense in the film, but you don't understand like yeah, her powers aren't. She can just summon stuff and you know raise the dead and blow buildings up supposedly, but there is but, there is reasons why she wouldn't want to kill Tom Cruise, and that is explained. Okay. So that is fine. Okay. So uh, here's okay. my follow up on that: is just that Tom Cruise is in a scenario in that he's not doing anything other than being Tom Cruise, um, and that's been mentioned in the press in general. It's just another Tom Cruise vehicle. Uh, okay, well that's fine. But what I'll I'll just say that this the screening that I went to is ram packed, and full of idiots. Everyone was every no, everyone was loving it. Everyone was <laughs> laughing. Everyone was kind of like ooing and ahhing at it. It was a vocal crowd, and they were liking it. So all I can say is I think it's job done. I think it's pretty pretty decent. It's not amazing, but I think it's pretty decent. It's okay, fine. Ollie. Can I lock you down on a score for your your week? Score for the week is is give it an eight. It's fine. Okay, life scores an eight. I think I'm a nine because I'm so anticipating being on holiday. And what? Sorry, what were you? And just quickly, your thoughts on Wonder Woman? Uh, okay, so quickly before that, Elena Anaya is the person who plays uh, Doctor Poison and the character from Skin I Live. Um, yeah, the Skin I Live In. Okay. Um, so yeah, Wonder Woman. Very quickly, I thought um, Robin Wright looked like absolutely amazing in all her fighting scenes at the start of it. Wow! She looked like totally badass, like the general who taught Diana how to fight. Um, yeah. Up until the point where she died, I thought she was really cool. Uh, oh, spoiler and, alert! And she... Ugh, mate, come on. She... <laughs> the bit where oh, she... mate, r- come on! <laughs> oh, mate, come on! Up to the point... Like, the, there's a point where she runs across a shield and jumps in there and does something, and it's really cool. Uh, yeah, loads of good spins in the air. I think they're all doing that. Like I, I yeah, that's what that's the one good fancy tackers. move that I can do when I learnt some martial arts was I can do a sort of spinny kick where you, one leg goes right up in there and you kind of spin around. But they they can't. <laughs> we need to record you trying to do that. <laughs> no, yeah, no, I can't. I can't still no. do it. But <laughs> yeah, me doing that Slow in your back garden would be quite good. Yeah, but they they seem to use that repeatedly and do a really slow mo of it in the air. Um, yeah, but anyway, great but, like, every time. Super quick, condensed review is that the stuff on the island, a lot of the dialogue and a lot of the sense being made of like why she was or wasn't to go, I thought was absolutely terrible. But the the point of why she was there and stuff was good, and the build up was good. Uh, it was just kind of confusing, and the dialogue was shoddy at times. Uh, mm. There was a weirdness around uh, Chris Pine having his balls out, which like people kind of found <laughs> funny. But like, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> no, like, I think I like. I don't know. I, I'm. It feel, you should have covered them up more. No, the bit where he literally is supposed to have his walloper out, and she says, "Are you like an average size or whatever?" Um, I, and she says, "What's that?" And it's his watch and not his penis. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's small. Apparently. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, th- I thought that like that could have been funny, but they didn't just quite get the tone right. Like, I actually yeah. maybe thought it would be funnier if he said that like he was smaller than average or something like that. Um, yeah. Anyway, 
he was really good in it. I liked him. Um, I, overall, I liked the whole thing, to be honest. It did have a little bit of the syndrome of, like, uh, Agent Smith versus Neo from about 15 years ago, where, like, it, yeah. and also, like, Superman 3 or whatever. When people can fly yeah. wherever, do whatever, then battles just get boring. So, like, how much right. electricity can one thing fire at another is not something that I can really be arsed watching resolve. So the final battle wasn't really <laughs> that big a deal for me. Um, I, Fine. I've i been hearing a couple of different things that I didn't think were that bad, really. Um, what is this from, here's, don't tell me, from Mark Mode, right? No, completely separate. So I listen, <laughs> I listen to the uh, Little White Lies podcast, uh, but don't listen to okay. them, just li- listen to us. Um, yeah, <laughs> and I also uh, just chat- they do research. Chatted to a female friend of mine about Don't it. Lie. Now the two points are: World War One, like it's sort of disrespectful to just throw all this shit in there and just like act like it's you know fine. Now that didn't really occur to me before I came out, like when, like before I'd listened to their podcast. But now I think about it, I do kind of wonder, like tonally, how that's handled, if it's a good thing or a bad thing. But it didn't bother me in the film and then the second thing was um now i overall thought like hopefully the second film will be better as far as like sexual politics go because like there are a lot of parts where she's naive about the outside world where yeah a more uh like a a more developed diana later will have more of a clear understanding of where (sighs) she sits in the world yeah, but because she's so naive to what's going on, a lot of the times where she could have stood up and said something or whatever, she kind yeah. of comes across as a little bit dumb, which I think is just to do with the stage the character's at. But yeah. Yeah. overall, I thought it was good on the gender politics side of things. However, the person that I spoke to about it was like, "Ugh, is it not just really fucking stupid that she wears like barely anything and she's supposed to be a warrior?" Now, yeah, uh, that's actually the first person that I'd heard say that about this film, because um, I think it's expected with Wonder Woman, and she's always been drawn that way. But yeah, I don't know. Anyway, we don't need to answer it now. I think it's just um, something to think about. Yeah, I did think that they played hard and fast with the rules of the armor, though, um, because on one scene, one of the Amazonians gets shot in the stomach, the very first one, <laughs> hard and fast, and it, and it hits, but it hits, but it hits the. It hits the armor, but she's dangling by rope, presumably dead. Yeah. But is is you know, I think Wonder Woman when she's like getting shot left, right, and center, unless she's literally catching every single one of them with a with a gauntlet. I don't know why are they not making armor strong enough for everyone in all situations. It kind it kind of play playing a bit like ah oh, you know like 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 with a mummy. What are your powers? You know, come on. What does this armor really do? Yeah. Okay, so I I would maybe say that I got gauntlet deflection fatigue by the end of it as well. There's only so many times you can look <laughs> at her face up close, sort of grimacing like, and then like her deflecting with like her forearm right in front of her face. You kind yeah. of like, okay, sure. So the Germans would be like, shoot her legs; they're exposed. There's a lot of thigh there. <laughs> Because you never saw a like down below doing the kind of David Brent charity dance and trying to protect her thighs. <laughs> he didn't see any of that. Because I'm sure if you were being shot with machine guns, you'd actually look a little bit more like Brent dancing than just like super cool, like blocking like 
Conor McGregor. <laughs> Brent Danson. Is that Ted yeah. Danson's brother? <laughs> yeah, Brent Danson is uh, yeah Ted Danson's uh, dad. <laughs> okay, uh, deep dive. Yeah, cool. Did really they swallow an encyclopedia? I hope that information wasn't false. Okay, so we're gonna have a dinner party with some toms. Yeah. Uh, now look, it, it, we've we've just got to say right off the bat, the three main toms are here already. Okay. Right, they're they're seated. Wait for it. We we can't have a we can't have a end of the month tom party without without the founders here, right? Okay. So we've got Cruz. Okay. He's bought some really spicy Indi- Indian curry with him. Okay. Yeah. It's really spicy, and he's just shoveling it down his neck. <laughs> like, look at this. And then he's he's saying to Hanks, "Go on, try some, try some of my hot curry." And Hanks is coyly laughing and shaking his head with his big face. Yeah, uh, so Hanks is there. Now, I I read online that he's a fan of Japanese food. Okay. So he's bought some Kit Kats with him. Bought? I think you've said bought both times. Do you mean brought? Brought? Yeah, sorry, he's brought brought some Kit Kats with him because Kit Kats... That's a common mistake in the Midlands, isn't it? Bought and brought. No, I I, I didn't mean to say that. Anyway, let's let's not get caught up on grammar here. Well, it's not even grammar, Um, it's just wrong. It's not wrong spelling. Can we just move on? Can we just move on? What are you going to bribe me? Do you want me to apologise? Please do. (laughs) I'm sorry. I just want Uh, somebody to say sorry. So he's bought some Kit Kats because in You in just Japan, said it again! <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. So are you talking about him making the purchase at the shop or what he's bringing to the... Both. He's purchased He's purchased them from the shop. So he's he bought them? He's put them in a five... He's, got, he's, he's bought a bag for 5p uh-huh. and he's brought them round to the party. Perfect. Because Kit Kats in Japan are a sign of good luck. Okay. What? You give you give Kit Kats to people when they're doing something like an exam. Have a Kit Kat, and they've got loads of mad flavors out over there as well. Mint. So that's not a mad flavor. In fact, I think they've got that in the UK now. What's what's um, what's the Japanese horseradish? What's that? Wasabi. Yeah. Like that sort of flavor. Okay. Like flavors that flavors that like you, you can't you, deal with. I emotionally. I'd probably eat. As a dare. Ah, <laughs> <coughs> uh, you're mad of your head. Uh, so Tom Har- Tom Hardy's there. He's bought a big bag of protein chum. shakes. <laughs> no, he's he's bulking, so he's brought some protein shakes with him, okay. and he's got a shaker for everybody. <laughs> and Tom, so, I I can just imagine Tom Hanks just kind of like shaking his head and saying, "I I I, I just couldn't. I frankly couldn't." Well, no, no refusing a, a protein shake yeah. like I'd refuse a beer. Oh, no, no, no. No, no I'll have a water. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay, so it it does um, beg to be um, brought up that this is all going on inside the Farty Submersible, correct? <laughs> so, that, so that yeah. we've managed to get the portable table and some of the outside garden chairs down the porthole. And we're inside the Farty Submersible, which is the home of the deep dive. Um, yeah. And before we set sail, we're just getting all the toms in. So who's the next tom besides our our top three? Well, and by the, the way, during tom, the dinner, we won't be referring to them as the top three. The others aren't to know. Okay. 
Okay, so he's brought some some pop with him. Brought. He's brought some pop with him. I've written down brought here, so he's brought some pop with him. He's the new he's the <laughs> new Spider Man. Listen, he's the new Spider Man. He was a voice in the film Lock with Tom <laughs> Hardy, so <laughs> Sorry, What is your problem? I just laughed at my own joke. Oh, well, you're the only one who's going to have, have laughed at that joke. Tom. I don't even know. Go on. Hold on. Let's give you your, your, your platform. <laughs> she said he's the new Spider-Man. And I picked, like, the 65-year-old Tom Noonan from, Ma- <laughs> from Manhunter. <laughs> okay, fine. Sorry. That was funny. Uh, okay, carry on. He's allegedly going to play Nathan Drake in the upcoming Uncharted film that I couldn't care less about. Okay. Um, it's Tom Holland. Okay, yeah. No, I mean, he seems uh, quite young for uh, Nathan so Drake. So he's he's twenty he's 21. Yeah. So he's getting in there. He's popping in there first. He's brought some pop with him, probably some cream soda. Now, I feel a little bit, Ollie, like my format for this would have worked better because at least we'd have been sitting in the 40 Submersible the night before. Um smelling each other's farts but also reading a list of people that we wanted to invite to the party and then I could have vetoed this one well you can veto him can I? yeah just tell him to get out yeah okay fine Uh, we've got a bouncer on the door okay if your name's not down you're not coming in and it's Arnie yeah hey Tom what's your name? Tom so do you want to here's an interesting fact about him okay Uh, he can he can perform back side and front flips oh wow so that's all the flips. I mean, can you name another he flip? Can be, he can be a top, a bottom, or another. Yeah, so I mean, back, side, front, front, back, you know, he's, he's got all the bases covered. Shooting star, flip. Can you do it? Can you do any flips? Uh, only in a soft setting. So into a swimming pool? In, no, into like a bouncy castle. <laughs> into a bouncy castle (laughs) so when you see a bouncy castle you just sprint towards it and then do a front flip inside yeah and I land on my feet no matter what children are there yeah and also and also that's me clearing like I don't know a good two and a half feet of bouncy castle and landing on my feet so I've got a good (laughs) good bit of air there yeah (laughs) okay um yeah no I I can't um I think I'd have to practice on a bouncy castle for a while before I had the Goal to try it on a hard floor. Try it hard on. Uh, okay, so he's not coming in. I, who's who's your who's on your? I, I don't know. I, who's in your queue? I don't have a good reason for him not coming in, other than I'd expected this dinner party to be the sort of like Mount Rushmore of Tom's, and I think he's not proven him, himself in enough things to get into that. I'm not carving him in stone, but somebody who is carved from stone, at least if his skin condition is anything to go by, is Tommy Lee Jones. Or TLJ, as he's otherwise known. Is he known as that? Supposedly, yeah. <laughs> Standing at six foot tall, so he's towering over Cruz. Yeah, like I do over you. Well, and he's towering over me as well. But you know what? Actually, I always thought TLJ was a little, a little shorty. Yeah, me too. For some reason, I always thought he was a, a wee man, a wee man. Well, he he was going around in the 80s and 90s when big action men were the thing. So, I don't know, maybe it was because of that. 
So he's it's one of them. It's one of them man- mandala effect things, isn't it? Mandela, <laughs> like Nelson Mandela, not Nelson Mandala. Yeah. Okay, sure. I don't know. Like this is a massive stretch, right? But it's just because he's from San Saba, Texas, and because he's been in countless different um, cowboy type films over the years, especially um, one that I liked in particular was called The Three Burials of Melchides Estrada, which seems to get... Didn't he direct that as well? Yeah, and uh, got standing ovation at Cannes, but also it seems to have been abbreviated to just Three Burials now. But anyway, I think he's bringing some sort of Mexican fare along with him, like fish tacos. Although, in Texas, (laughs) I don't know where he's getting the fish, so maybe he's making burritos. Can I... Alright, fine. But what I'm going to say is that, did you know he's a part-time cattle rancher who owns a 3,000-acre th- ranch? Sure. So I think he's bringing 2x bags of steaks and everyone's going to be on the meat sweats. Okay, that's fine. I mean... Tom Hardy's loving it because it's more protein. He's going to bulk even harder. Yeah, although you don't want a big mad prop gut by having too much. Well, he's... Because he's, he's going to be... Uh, he's trying to get bigger than... Brain. Uh, he's going to need all that, all that protein. Okay. So, uh, so what? What's your favourite TLJ film? Uh, I do like Three Burials. I think um, he's good in all sorts of stuff. Really, to be honest, um, he's volcano. Yeah, man, that's the one I was going to bring up because it's terrible. Yeah. Um, uh, Under Siege. He was in that. Yes, he was. He's in Men in Black. Natural Born Killers. Space Cowboys. Batman Five Ever. Yeah, so Batman Forever I have watched many, many a time as a kid, and I thought he was good in that. Um, okay. He's also in The Fugitive. Yes, I like that one. But good. similarly, he's also in a film... What is it? It's got Benicio Del Toro in it as well. And it's to do with... Uh, he like hunt, basically hunts a guy down. Oh, sorry, it's called The Hunted. <laughs> <laughs> Describe what you can think of. There's this, there's this film, and it is about a, a robot who is a cop. Oh, it's RoboCop. Got it. Yeah. Yeah, it's, I thought that was very good, actually. Or at least he's very good yeah. in it. Uh, and he's hunting. Yeah, he, he normally plays a bit of a uh, military slash sheriffy type person. Yeah. Like, I've never seen him play a chef. Or, you know an artist or something he's, he's always playing some hardman but is he in under siege someone else was playing a chef <laughs> that's right someone in under siege was playing a chef um, I think that uh, the hunted film is based somewhat loosely on the life of a guy called Tom Brown Jr who was like this American naturalist tracker guy Tom Brownson yes correct <laughs> yeah and it's weirdly like this guy that I used to go to school with used to um really like advocate this naturalist guy who was a tracker and he would go off after school trying to work out who'd been in the forest and stuff right okay um, <laughs> no he, he just thought he was a breakfast bar <laughs> <laughs> did you like that I was yeah. waiting for you to laugh at your own joke <laughs> uh, okay, okay let's move on so I, I think he can stay I think he can stay he's staying because I think uh, he'll fuck us up if we tell him to go yeah Okay, I think so. Oh, di- also, uh, I've just got a little, a little fact for you here. 
was he was the original he was the studio's original and preferred choice to play Snake Pliskin. Oh really? In John Carpenter's Escape. You were huffing and puffing all the way through that. Why? I just like to keep a pace. Explain going. yourself. Come on, well, let's, let, let's keep the pace up at this fun dinner party of Tom's. Okay, who's in next? We're calling this Dinner for Tom's. Okay, it's who's next? Dinner for Tom's and up comes Tom Selleck. Turn him away. He hasn't been anything. <laughs> oh, what's that? There's a knock on the porthole. It's Tom Selleck. Uh, Standing at six foot three and a half. The tallest person in the submersible so far. Oh, looks like he can't get in because he's too tall. We'll move on. Uh, but I've, I've got a sad fact for you here. Sacked. Two sad facts of his life that could have been. Two X sad facts. Uh, here you go. Two X sad facts. Missed out on the title role in The Terminator because yep. of his commitment to Magnum P.I. in 1980. Yeah. And he also, similar, similarly, Selick was originally cast, actually cast, as Indiana Jones. Oh, really? But, was not able, but he was not able to make the ro- take the role because he was committed to Magnum P.I. in 1980. The money must have been good on P.I. <sighs> or the... Yeah. <laughs> or the skirt. But basically, it says here that the decision of choosing the leading role of Indiana Jones haunted him, so he had to consult a friend, and they came to the conclusion that honouring his contract with Magnum PI was the honourable thing to do. Uh, (laughs) Honourable. But it turned out that. Um, He's the shooting idiot. of the pilot for no, the shooting of the pilot for Magnum PI was delayed for over six months, oh, no. which meant he could have been Indiana Jones. What a nightmare! Okay, Tom, you fucked it. You're a liability. Um, I don't think you can come in. So, so based on the fact that he was reeling off those two decisions, uh, yep. he made he bought some hard alcohol with him. He no, he he made the 1987 movie Three Men and a Baby. With Steve Gutenberg and Ted Danson, and uh, so he's bought some wet wipes with him. Son of Brent Danson, um, yeah. and also, interestingly, or at least I think so, directed by Leonard Nimoy. So when Spock asks you to be in a film, you do it. You bloody do it, especially if you've let yeah. Spielberg down. Yeah, let down Spielberg. Certainly not Spock. Okay, he's not coming in. Okay. Hey, Tom Selleck, I'm afraid your name's not on the list. <laughs> Fuck off out of here. <laughs> Get out the marina. <laughs> I'm, okay. I'm, I'm sorry, Arnold. I'm sorry. Yes, I want you to say sorry. Okay. <laughs> um, but he, he was far too easy to say sorry. I mean, you know. Okay. The re- Arnold just wants people to say sorry. He doesn't <laughs> expect it to happen yeah and when it does he cries <laughs> yeah and then does yeah yeah okay so uh, the the remaining three <laughs> what what are you what are you laughing at I didn't hear that comment I'm afraid I said you said he cries and then I said and then he does you <laughs> <laughs> okay which led to all sorts of mental vivid imagery <laughs> vivid mental imagery <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> the imagery is certainly vivid. Uh, okay, and the mental. remaining three toms I've got are probably the lesser-known toms uh, on my list. So I'm happy to go after yours, maybe. 
Have you got any others? Knock, knock, knock. Tap, tap, tap. Who is it? It's Thomas Jane standing at five foot eleven. I don't know why I'm giving you the height facts, <laughs> but he, height facts. So he, it's the, the official height of fact. The official height. So he's the, the former son-in-law of Rutger Hauer. Did you know that? Former son-in-law. Yeah, well, he's he's obviously it's on his C- from it's on his CV. It's on his CV. That's how he got his. That's how he gets his job. Okay. Uh, um, so I've I've got a, a couple of facts here. One says he always signs autographs. Okay. I, I mean, I don't know how you can verify that. I mean, if I'd... you haven't had anything signed by Thomas Jane, please let us know. At, www.guysonfilm.co.uk forward slash contact okay Ver- verifying is always <coughs> preferable to verifying but <laughs> okay uh, so he's been in The Mist which I think is great mm-hmm. um, and we were talking about a black and white version of Mad Max um, Mad and how Max. I wasn't so sure about that one but there's also a black and white version of The Mist uh-huh. uh, and I'm quite up for giving that one a watch because Namely, because the CG in it is a little ropey, so I'm hoping that the black and white might just... Take the edge off. Take the edge off, yeah. But it's a really good film, sure. with a gut punch of an ending. Watch it now! Uh, well, no, finish the podcast. But he's also been in Deep Blue Sea. <clears throat> Have you seen that one? Yeah, and uh, I, I, I can see the link here, that he's also in Dreamcatcher, which is an adaptation of Stephen King's book. Um, yeah. So it always seems like mainly he's in an ensemble, and he's the kind of guy who steps up to help look after everyone. Is that about right? Yeah. And Harold. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he he's supposedly in the new Predator film, uh, but he's also been in USS Indianapolis: Colon Men of Courage. Oh yeah, with uh, Nicolas Cage. Nicolas Cage, yeah. Yeah. With do Nicolas Cage's hair. He's also been in Magnolia with Tom. Tom Cruise. Oh, do you think they got sweary him Tom Cruise? Uh, don't know. So, and do, he was also in. Carry on. I was just gonna say, do you think? Do you think Thomas Jane's got any banter? No, I ask this because we're going through. Does he, he has, do you think he's got a face that looks like he hasn't? Is that what you're saying? Well, no. I think my point here is that you're talking a lot of facts here. No, yeah. we were making assumptions and having a laugh about all the other Toms because. I think you can tell enough about their character to make some assumptions and, and leaps that that make logical enough sense for a jokey podcast. Okay. With Thomas Jane, I don't think that story's really telling itself. I think like nobody really knows enough about him to know whether to bring him to a, to a dinner party or not. He's, he t- he's turned up on his own. Yeah. Whereas, whereas <sighs> all our not- other Toms have been dropped off by their parents slash guardian. <laughs> yeah, okay, fine. He's not coming in. <laughs> Move on! Okay. Okay, who have you got? Okay, well, I've got three more, so I'll try and get through them quick. I've Please got do. Dallas from Alien. It's Tom Skerritt. I feel like he could be most people's mate. I think so, although he's quite an authoritative figure sometimes, isn't he? He's, he's in Top Gun as like one of the Top Gun, Top Bod guys. Right. Yeah? Okay. What's he brought with him? This this is the decider. Brought with him. I can't believe how... That really gets on... 
That's brought my life score down a little. <laughs> just your persistence in getting that wrong. I just forget. Let's just forget. It's just a habitual thing for people in the Midlands. It's so weird. Uh, this is the thing. Yeah, I don't. Right. I don't really know. I think he would bring like whatever the weird salad is that they have in the alien scene before the chestburster comes out. <laughs> macaroni cheese. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. I'd, he's bought a load of macaroni cheese. Yeah. Yeah. That. Fine. That or he's brought like a rations tin, like Viper from Tom, <laughs> Top Gun would. Uh, okay. Uh, yeah. That that famous rations tin scene. <laughs> well, no. I just think like you know the two the two films that I can think of with him in. You know, he's got this sort of like military sort of thing going on. So. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Fine. I, I don't know if he's getting in. I mean. He's not. He's not one of the best Toms, but he's been in a lot of good stuff. Okay. Well, the best Toms are already in the submersible. We <laughs> just don't tell the other Toms that. <laughs> They're all kicking off. Okay. So, uh, who's next? Okay, I've got Tom Noonan, as previously mentioned. Although it turns out he's not in Spider-Man: Homecoming as Spider-Man. Uh, no, Tom Noonan. Is Noonan. Noonan okay. is uh, in Anomalisa. He does the voice of one of the main people in that. Uh, okay. Did you ever see that animated film from a couple of years ago? Nah. No. He is the baddie in the uh, Yellow Rain Mac in Last Action Hero. Okay. Okay. Or do you know Tom Noonan? Or no. No. So he's like the Ripper, or yeah. And then also his probably his most famous two things. Are okay. he's in uh, Robocop two as Kane. Oh yeah. And he's Francis Dollarhide in Manhunter, which was the the first ah. the first film of uh the story of And Animal now Hunter. Do you see? Do you see? <laughs> that one. Yeah. Do you see with tights over his head and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. He's, so he's about like just a normal Friday night really. Um tights on my head. No, You've been Projector. reeling out the height facts, and I haven't really, I haven't really checked. But it says here he's one point nine six meters, which is tall. <laughs> Let's see. Which is tall. In, in okay, feet. Okay, quick conversion. This is that's almost six foot five. What? What? Is it? Yeah, six foot four. So, yeah, wow. over six foot four. So he's now he's now the tallest in there. Yeah, and he's having to really hunch. Uh, now, he's got a hunch now I think based on I don't know like this is going to sound very off offbeat um, I think he looks like a vegan <laughs> okay so, so he's brought some tofu yeah he's brought some tofu he's brought a bunch of avocados but unfortunately most of them are not ripe um, okay but we're just going to go ahead and eat them anyway I mean yeah so he, fine. he's brought one spork with him so he's going to mash them all up and make some um <laughs> Guacamole for us. Yeah. Ah, oh, tofu and guacamole. Perfect combo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think he can come along because I think he's probably an interesting guy. Whilst Thomas Jane and uh, Tom Holland are ripping the town up, painting it red. No problem. Because that, that's actually that's actually where all the banter is. Because Tom Holland is twenty one, yeah. and he can now he can now legally drink in America. So he's he's getting on it. Drinking in America. <laughs> yeah. So actually. In the submersible, it's all kind of like a big power play thing going on, yeah. Where they're trying to f- figure out who the best Toms are, but actually, the two real best Toms are out on the town, just signing autographs, doing side flips, 
absolute scenes. Well, on the here here's the other thing, right? So the last Tom that I've got has turned up. Oh, that's who is sorry, it? that's the porthole. Hello, who is it? Um, and then a voice more gravelly than even Tom Hardy beckons us from outside. It's Tom Waits. Tom Waits. Uh, um, so okay. Tom Waits, uh, massively famous recording artist. Yes. Um, but also has been in many many films as well. Mystery Men. Mystery Men. Yeah. I've never seen Mystery Men. It's a it's a film about c- quite rubbish superheroes, and he's in he's oh, in. Oh yeah, sorry, I have seen that. Yeah. I have indeed seen that, but he's been in like all sorts of different stuff. I think Jim Jarmusch films are probably his most famous like uh, collaborations that he's been in. Um, he's a good sort of like background. And he's bought a right. jar of mash with him. That's exactly what I was going to say. Uh, yeah, sure. He's brought a jar of mash. Would you eat a jar? Would you eat a jar of mash? Probably not. Maybe that's a new thing. Like you could open up some. I mean, you live in London. You could op- no, but you could just buy a caravan, right? Buy a caravan, get it down Brick Lane or wherever, yeah. and just open a open the caravan. Tom Waits jar of mash emporium. And you just have little kind of, you know, those little those little jars with the metal clips on, and you can. Fill them with mash and a bit of beans or something like that, and then just sell them to people on bikes. Yeah, I mean, and they'd be well up for it. You could sell them like loads. Jars, well. No, but you, you, you. I mean, they're highly priced. Maybe you deposit. Maybe you deposit them and get twenty p back every time somebody brings them back to you. Yeah. Um, there you go. Tom Waits strikes me as a little bit more of like uh, I don't know. I, I think. Uh, yeah, mash is probably about right actually when I come to think about it. Meat, veg, mash. <laughs> yeah, okay. Meat, meat two, two I mean, eggs, veg, mash. This meal, this meal, you know, we've got loads of steaks, tofu, jars of mash, protein shakes, Kit Kats. Uh, oh, I just, I don't know what's going to happen. Um, I think there's going to be a deep, deep musk. Um, that really changes the tone inside the party. Inside the um, yeah. Yeah, I don't know about that, really. Um, okay. What about, like, cornbread or something? I th- yeah, sorry, I think probably Tom Waits would have cornbread. And, 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 and he'd bring pumpkin pie. Right, okay. So very traditional American sort of foods, right? Seems like a tra- yeah. traditional American to me. That's why. Okay. Now it'll turn out that he actually loves Japanese food or something, but he's bringing that anyway because you need pumpkin pie and some cream to just like have a dessert here. Although yeah. Tom, Tom okay. Hardy's obviously given that a miss. Now what I imagine will happen is Tom Waits checks the nick of everyone, drops the food off, and then heads out in the town with the other Toms. Yeah, the Tom Thomas Jane. Thomas Jane and Tom, Tom Holland, and now also uh, Tom Hiddleston because. They've they've seen him in the street going towards the submersible. They're like, don't bother, don't bother. It's got like you know those toms in there, and they're all eating weird food, and it's very musky. And you know Arnie's being a bit brutal on who they're letting in. So Hiddleston's just like, fine. Well, I've got this 
this whiskey and this haggis because his father's Scottish. Hiddleston. Uh, yeah. Sure. His da, his da is is Scottish. Uh, so he's got that. So they're going to have a quick pre-drinks haggis. Right. As you do, and then they're and then they're going to hit hit some clubs, and Thomas Jane's going to hit the autographs. So are they just he's, eating he's that busy like night. rabid animals on the street since he just brought it with him and he didn't necessarily um, have any cutlery? Are they just tearing the? Yeah, he's just he's just got apart? he's he's basically got it in ha- a, to, a carrier bag. He's got it in a carrier bag. Um, <laughs> the stomach sack has broken inside the carrier bag, so they're just scooping it. Scooping the mince, whatever it is, and the oats and that all that out of the bag and just truffling it into their faces, and they're just like, "This is great! This is this is great." Tom Waits, for example, uh, has then... lots of haggis under his fingernails. <laughs> <laughs> the imagery is vivid. Just yeah, uh, eating and it, it out. Of and his he's got a little yeah. bit of um, he's got a little bit of lamb bladder on his uh, soul patch. <laughs> That that just remains there for the entire <laughs> evening, and every everyone that he speaks to just uh, can't help but look at it. I, I met a Scotsman tonight. Um, so that's it, really. I think. Um, yeah. Well, we we know you know where the real party is and where the real party isn't. And uh, I, I think Tom and, uh, Tom Cruise as well as a curry. I think he'd probably bring something like a charcoal smoothie or something along as well, just because he seems like that type of guy. Enema. <laughs> I mean, Ollie, you've just said the word enema out of context. <laughs> no, All right, enema. He's just bought an enema for everyone. Tom Enema, enema of the state. Yeah. Tom Delonge, he's yeah. arrived. He's he's just bought he's just bought one. Everyone's going to have a go, and uh, it's going to get messy, but. <laughs> It's going to be fine. They're going to need it because they're they're having all them stakes. So they're going to have, they're going to need need a good clear out. You certainly need a clear out. <laughs> all right. Uh, do you have any more Tom related uh, dinner party bullshit? Thankfully not. Okay. If you would like us to talk more bullshit like this, then hey, like keep things going by getting in touch with us and tell us specifically which bullshit you'd like us to talk about. Uh, next week we've got our Nicole Kidman episode. Um, I forget. You're going to do some research this time. I, th- I, you know what? I think it went well without. And I mean, I, let let history be the judge of that. But I'm I've ad libbed pretty well, I reckon. I'm Ian, sorry, I'm I tell you what, right? Language. How about how about next next episode? Neither of us do any research. What about that? How do you think that will go then? Yeah? Is that a world you want to live in? I, I think I'll be fine with that. I think probably what will be worse is the humiliation that you undergo because when banter gets stressed and stretched for you, you always fall back to IMDb. Now, I've been fine without that this week, to be quite honest. I think it's the IMDb that keeps us going. It's the, it's the glue. It's the grout. Certainly keeping you together. Okay, carry on. So, if you'd like to get in touch, uh, I'm at Ultra Magic. He's at Ollie P. Johnson. Yeah. We're at GOF Podcast. Um, yeah. And if you want to get in touch with us on Facebook, go to facebook.com forward slash guys on film. Like the videos, share the videos, comment on the videos. Um, and also, just, you know, send us an email. Go to guysonfilm.co.uk forward slash contact. And send us something that's longer than 140 characters, because sometimes you just have to get into that level of detail. Um, yeah. And the sack 
or Mo- we might even read it out. You never know. Is overflowing. So we're we're finally getting round to rummaging through that. So it'd be great if you just. I mean, if you if you email now, you'll shoot straight into the top of the pile. Yeah. Um, yeah, and also I I haven't said this for a long long time, right? But people should subscribe to the podcast or tell their mates to because what does what's what's the harm? It will mean that rather than rooting us out next week. You'll just immediately get a notification saying that Cole Kidman has arrived on your pod, uh, pod type device, and then and then it will say, uh, "Just kidding." Device, the episode. Sto- device storage full. Device storage full of Kidman. Yeah, because she's arrived. Uh, I think that's about it for plugs. Apart from butt plugs around your house, <laughs> <laughs> I was actually just trying to think of a butt plugs joke. So I think, I think that really truly does mean that we've run out of banter. Ranto. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Did you just make a fart sound? <laughs> yeah. <laughs>